My mum's podcast is recorded on Bear Pie Land. We pay respect to the elders past, present and emerging. Welcome to how to run a successful business and still have a life. I am simply Stacey Morgan. As a mum of three and owner of three successful businesses, I'm acutely aware of the juggling act that is parenthood and entrepreneurship. Join me for bite-sized business tips, served simply, without ambiguity, aimed at helping you boost your productivity and give you more time in life for the things that really matter. Each week we're talking motherhood, marriage and making it in business. Let's get started. Hello and welcome to How to Run a Successful Business and Still Have a Life. My name is Stacey Morgan and today's episode is brought to you by Simply You and I, my one-on-one coaching program. If you would like some personalized business coaching with me, if you'd like to sit down and nut out the things that are working and not working in your business, then you can do so straight away. You can email me now um, at hello at simplystacymorgan.com or just go straight to the website and book yourself in simplystacymorgan.com. Today is episode number two of a three-part series talking about my favourite things. And as I alluded to at the end of the last episode today, we are going to be talking about Atlas of the Heart, Brene Brown's brand new book. Now, I have to say, the book is incredible. She's also done a TV series that also maps out the book for you. So also incredible. And then Brene has two phenomenal podcasts, Dare to Lead and Unlocking Us. And I consume so much Brene Brown stuff during my week that I may talk about things today that are not not from Atlas of the Heart um, or are not from the book itself, but are part of conversations that she has had based around the book, either on the TV series or in the book itself or on the podcast talking about the book. So um, there may be kind of a cross section of Brene Brown uh, that you get out of today's episode, but you know, you can never get too much Brene Brown, right? So I I figure it's not actually going to be a problem. So Atlas of the Heart is um, the first kind of picture book of Brene's, you know, her books are normally, you know, like books that you'd read in an airport, but this book is beautifully done and beautifully curated and the way that she's, um, chosen pictures and images and put the book together is just as beautiful as the content itself and so if you can get your hands on a copy it is a lot pricier than um, her normal books they retail at about $50 but so worth it because it's such a beautiful read it also forces you you know I've talked before on the podcast about how I can't stand hardcover books and that's because when I read I often read at night and I'd like to you know bend the spine back and roll over in different ways and, you know, read it from different sides. And with hardcover books, it's really hard to read when you're in bed. But what this book forces you to do, because it is hardcover and it is so beautiful, is to sit up and read. And I just found that doing that gave me such a better understanding of the book itself. You know, I got less sleepy. I get sleepy when I read, but I I didn't get as tired when I was reading it. I felt I was concentrating more when I was reading it. So I'm sure that that was completely deliberate. Brene doesn't do anything that's not deliberate. So um, snaps to you, Brene, because you really had me sitting up and really, really taking notice. So Atlas of the Heart is, um, you know, the byline is mapping meaningful connection and the language of the human experience. And, And that's really what Brene does for a living and has done for a living for such a long time. So many of her books are based around that building connection, um, building connection, building relationship in our world. And, you know, this podcast is all about marriage and motherhood and making it in business and there is the importance of relationship connection flows through the three of those so there's no surprise that I'm really drawn to Brene's work and relate to Brene's work but 
Atlas of the Heart itself goes through 87 emotions and experiences and she's kind of organised these into groups and then talks about them, you know, all together because some, some of them link in um, to each other and, and are connected. It's kind of a tour through all the human emotions that we share. You know, she's done so much and it's all based in research again, which is what I love. It's not kind of just her, you know, thoughts on the matter it's actually the research that she's been able to bring together and the what, the reason we love Brene so much is because she can really succinctly bring piles and piles of research you know into one specific thought and then communicate that thought with people like me who you know would otherwise have trouble understanding exactly what it's all about and so the book takes you on a tour of the emotions so the, the research says that you know people can usually identify three emotions. I'm happy, I'm sad, I'm cranky. That's that's the, the scope of it. But there are so many other emotions out there that once we can understand and articulate those emotions, it really opens the door for connection with other people and for a better understanding of the world that we live in, a better understanding of the, the situations that we find ourselves in. And it enables us to relate better to other people and to... Um, Form connections that are going to be so much more meaningful in our lives and so of course you know you had me at atlas i was i was straight in so some of the things that really kind of um resonated with me and the things that that kind of stuck with me are all really based around this understanding of uh of listening and active listening and participating in other people's conversations. You know, I put my, I'm the first to put my hand up and say I'm guilty of when somebody's talking to me, thinking about a situation that relates to what they're talking about for me to, you know, wait my turn and jump in and then be able to share my story. And I feel like I've been like that my whole life. It's not something that's kind of dawned on me. That's, um, that's the way as a child that I felt I contributed and that's continued um, through to my adulthood. But as, you know, I've been listening and reading Brene's work, I've been really trying hard to, to flip the switch on that for myself and really become a better listener and be um, empathetic with those and compassionate with those that I'm talking to rather than just kind of trying to jump in and relate. And Brene does some beautiful role-playing as part of the TV series, um, Atlas of the Heart, you know, to fully express what she's trying to express through the book. And so many of the situations, the role-playing situations she gets herself into, are, you know, those situations where someone comes to you with something hard and out of out of fear or um, or control or misunderstanding, you kind of deflect from whatever the person is, is experiencing. And so Atlas of the Heart is all about teaching you the responses that you can give in, in those situations that are going to make the person that's sharing this information with you feel really, really validated. And of course, that's something that I want in my life and something that I am aiming for. And I'm sure, you know, I'm not the only one, but it's, it's not something that you think about all the time, even though opportunities to practice this and reflect this do do happen all the time and she talks about the importance of not just thinking about it but actually trying it out and and doing it out there in the world and so that's kind of what I've been working from and that's been my biggest takeaway from Atlas of the Heart finding those um, ways to connect and I did a episode a couple of weeks ago where I was talking about building connection with my children and 
this is just one example. You know, not only have I been trying to really listen to those adults in my world that have come to me with, you know, problems or concerns or situations or retelling, you know, a story of something that's happened to them. I've tried to really connect with them in a very Brene way um, to try and understand their emotions and, and then try to validate their emotions as well. But I've been trying to do it with the kids too, you know, kind of not just blowing it off and saying, you'll be right, you know, suck it up, let's go, We've you know, move on, put your shoes on, here we go. But to try and really validate their little emotions in their little world so that they feel understood and feel heard by, you know, the person that they look up to most in, in the world rather than just kind of moving on from there. And it's been really good for my own learning to to work my way through each of the definitions of, of the 87 emotions that Brene goes through and then try and figure out you know, in those moments, what am I feeling? And what, what is, you know, what is little Henry feeling in this time? And can I um, help him articulate how he is feeling so that he can build that connection with me? And therefore, when he grows up and goes out into the world, can he then use that knowledge to then articulate his emotions and, and build better connections when, when he's out in the world as well? So Brene says, the limits of my language mean the limits of my world. So, you know, if you can only express yourself as sad, mad or or happy you know you're really kind of limiting yourself in terms of the connection you can make with others the healing that you can do the learning that you can do and the, and the self-awareness that you that you have um it's really important for us to be able to make sense of what's happening in our world and what's happening around us and to be able to share that with others so others can really communicate um other, yeah, others can really understand what we're going through and, and we can both better communicate where we're at in order to, to have, you know, relationships build and you be able to move forward. So Atlas of the Heart, by reading it or if you if you prefer not to sit and read, if you prefer to watch the TV um, show, it's on Binge. You can check it out if you're in Australia, HBO, HBO Max if you're in the States. Um working your way through each of those emotions, figuring out how they're going to work in your world and then being able to take them out into the world and to practice them is so, um, so interesting, especially when, so you will start to notice that other people in the world, you know, label their world through happy, sad or angry. And then that's, you know, that's, that's the complete realm of, of, of understanding that they have. She talks about the importance of gratitude and how, you know, gratitude can can be an emotion that reflects our deep appreciation of what we value so that it gives us a better understanding of those things that, that bring meaning to us and those things that we value in our world. It makes us, you know, having gratitude makes us feel connected to ourselves and to others and to the things that we do. But how gratitude is a practice, it's not just... Um, you know, it's not just something that we can flick a switch and, and suddenly have gratitude. You know, gratitude has to be practiced every day and, and has to be done every day and has to be that constant mindset and, and something that you're constantly working on. And and I love that because often I will think, you know, I'm a very grateful person, but then I think about my mind and the way that my mind can kind of run away with things of, you know, you didn't do that right and, and that didn't go the way that you planned and, you know, that negative self-talk that can happen as well. So I'm trying actively all the time on the back of Atlas of the Heart to, to practice gratitude and 
to, to do that on a daily basis and, and sometimes um, more than that and to do it with the kids as well. So um, we will often talk, we have this little um, gratitude practice when we are driving to school. So every morning when we're driving to school, we pull out of the driveway, we pull down our street and when we pull onto the next street, which is heading towards their school, I will say, what are you guys grateful for today? And they each get to, you know, spend a minute or two going through their list. And when they're very young, their list is the same and they kind of rote learn it and say it over and over (laughs) and it's the same every time. But as the older ones start to really chop and change their things depending on their day and depending on what's going on, it's a bit more heartfelt. The younger ones do that too and that's super cute to, to watch them do. So I encourage you to think about what gratitude practice you have in your life, either for yourself or with your partner or um, with your children. And if you don't have a practice that is you know happening regularly, I encourage you to find one that, that works for you. And I really encourage you as well to to find a way to connect to these, you know, 87 emotions and you're not going to do all of them tomorrow, but either read the book or watch the TV series, listen to the, um, you know, to subscribe to any of her podcasts. They're all incredible, but she has a, a couple of specific ones where she's just talking about the book so that you can really start to understand, um, the emotions themselves, because some of my definitions for those emotions were completely wrong when I listened to the data and listened to the research and listened to the way Brene put it, like, and for, for, for example, envy and jealousy, um, I had a completely, you know, I completely didn't understand though. I've been using those words wrong my entire life. And I think Brene says in the TV series that she's been doing the same. Um, so there was some real learning that happens with the book as well. It's not kind of all just like, oh, that's interesting. It's like, oh no, I need to change the way that I use that word. Um, you know, when somebody says that they've, you know, been on a fabulous holiday instead of saying, oh, I'm so jealous. Um, it's not jealous. It's actually envy. And and I'm envious of them going on their fabulous holiday, as I'm sure people have been envious of me and my fabulous um, holidays lately. So yeah, it's a really interesting learning um, process, Atlas of the Heart. And I encourage you to get stuck in and, um, and work your way through all of those emotions. You know, the groups that she puts them in are, are places that we go when um, we, when we when things are uncertain or too much, that's where she starts. Places we go when we compare. Places we go when things don't go as planned, and that was a big one for me because you know I, you know, type A like things to be planned, like things to be organised, like control. Learned a lot about myself and control through reading this book. Places that we go when it's beyond us. Places we go when things aren't what they seem. Places to go when we're hurting. Places we go with others. Places we go when we fall short. Again. And some more self-reflection, a lot learned from that chapter. Places we go when we search for connection. Places we go when the heart is open. Places we go when life is good. Places we go when we feel wronged and places we go to self-assess. I encourage you to check it out, either the book or the TV series or the episodes. I um, will make sure I put some links in the show notes for you so that you can go ahead and find it. But Brene Brown's Atlas of the Heart, it's available wherever you buy good books. And I appreciate you spending some time with me over these three favorite things episodes. Of course, Brene Brown herself is one of my favorite um, things to indulge in. Spending time um, going into her research and her work is so incredibly, incredibly valuable and incredibly rewarding. And I encourage you, if you if you haven't um, done a deep dive, then um, make sure you put that on that list. You will not be sorry. I appreciate you taking the time to listen. If you enjoyed today's episode, then take a screenshot, throw it on your Insta story, tag me and tag Brene Brown too. Why not? And if you haven't left us a review on Apple Podcasts, please do so. Um, Even if you're 
only listening to us on Spotify, you can um, make sure you jump on Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. That will really help us share the podcast and I would really appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening. I am back next week with the final of the three-part series on my favourite things. You will have to wait and see uh, what my third lot of favourite things will be, but I will talk to you next week. How to Run a Successful Business and Still Have a Life is a Morgan Media original produced for the Morgan Media Network. Work with me one-on-one or in one of my many group coaching programs. It is possible to run a successful business and still have a life. You can find out more at simplystacymorgan.com. You've been listening to another Morgan Media production. 